irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. Talk Radio. This is Max and Friends. I'm your host, Max Tucci. Welcome back to another Sunday night of Max and Friends. Well, it's if your first time joining us, welcome to the show. We've been here 12 years, three communicator awards later, and, you know, we do our thing here on Max and Friends. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Max Tucci, and welcome to the show. Well, you know, I'm obsessed with dreams. I love dreams. I always talk about daydreaming and creating my reality and really turning my dreams into my reality. But what do our dreams really tell us? Well, our guest tonight, she'll be here in just a moment, is Lauren Lawrence. You know my favorite Lauren Lawrence, the author of the Asseline book, Private Dreams of Public People. Well, Lauren's going to come back. She's been here before, and she'll be here this evening, and we're going to talk about dreams. And what are your dreams? What have you been dreaming about? You know, I'm getting a lot of messages on Instagram that people are having crazy dreams, reoccurring dreams, wild dreams, and dreams where they feel like they are never-ending kind of dreams. And I think what's happening, especially now with all the information that is flooding into so many of us from our cell phones, from the news, from life, from everything that's occurring right now in time and space, that it sticks into our into our psyche, into our mind. Well, Lauren Lawrence has a master's degree in psychology from the New York School, from the New School for Social Research. As you know, she's been a guest here on Max and Friends before. She's really the dream expert, the dream decoder. So we're going to open up the lines tonight. 323-203-0815. And if you have a dream that you really bothers you or you're concerned about or you feel you need to understand more and have it decoded, we encourage you to call, share your thoughts, share your dreams, and Lauren will help you hopefully uh, get some understanding of your dream. Well, tonight we're going to play some music here on Max and Friends because I love music and music is always a beautiful way to just set the scene for the evening tonight. So I want you to all know I'm doing wonderful. I'm doing fine. Thank you for your messages. Yes, I'm here in Colorado. Yes, I flew here just a couple of weeks ago. All is well. I'm wonderful. Thank you for checking in on me. And like we said on Max and Friends a couple of weeks ago with Gordana Birnat, our love of life has to be greater than our fear of death. With that said, let's lift up the spirits a little bit and let's play a wonderful song here. We're going to have like a, uh, a throwback Sunday to All I Have to Do is Dream on Max and Friends. And when we're back, my guest, Lauren Lawrence. Stay tuned. Dream. I feel blue 
LA Talk Radio. This is Max and Friends. I'm your host, Max Tucci. Welcome back. We just had to play a little song right there. All I have to do is dream because my guest tonight wrote a book about private dreams of public people where she interviews everybody from Juliette Binoche, who's on the cover, Oliver Stone, to Cindy Lauper, Luciano Pavarotti, Sophia Loren. Oh my goodness, the dream goes on and on. Madonna, Fellini, and if you name it, she's decoded their dreams. And without any further ado, welcome back, my friend, the dream expert and dream decoder, Lauren Lawrence. Welcome back to Max and Friends. Oh, Max, it's so much fun to be here again with you. I loved our last interview, so I'm really delighted to be here. I'm glad that you're here. It's been so long that you've been here too, and I think tonight is the appropriate time because it was years ago in on a June Sunday evening that you joined us, and here we are again in this in this time and space. And it's quite a unique time and space, different from years ago when you were on the show. And I think it's more than <laughs> it is a nightmare. And you had a TV show about that. <laughs> I, yes, so, I did. <laughs> so before we yeah. get into talking about dreams, let our listeners, you know, we're here 12 years now. So we have new listeners from all over the world and everyone tuning in. Hello and good evening and welcome to Max and Friends. But tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into dream decoding and becoming a dream expert. Well, it's a good question. Everybody asks me that question and I always have to... Uh, kind of thank Heather Cohane. I don't know if you knew her, but she started Quest Magazine. Yeah, of course. And uh, yeah, and so she, I was in her office with a friend of mine and um, she was sort of snapping her fingers in front of me and saying, you know, what, what kind of column can you give me? You know, quick, come up with something. And I said, society dreams. It just came to me like that. And she said, I love it. Go out and do and come back and with the dreams, you know. So um, I went to my friend Ola Cassini, who was, was so fabulous. And I, he was mm-hmm. one, of my, one of my first dreams. And then I went to Nan Kempner, you know, all of my society friends. And right. uh, I managed to get about four or five. And then when, by the time I came back to her, which was only a couple of weeks later, David Patrick Columbia, who I'm sure you know and many of your listeners know, um, he had a tiny, tiny little column. But at that point, his column was changed from tiny to about four pages. So mm-hmm. took up all the space. And But I had these dreams. And she said, you know what? I don't have any more room, but go and try to, you know, try to pitch it somewhere else. So then I went to the Daily News and Mort Zuckerman loved it. And mm-hmm. uh, I worked there for 10 years. 10 years wow. until it was taken over. You know, right. The paper, unfortunately, uh, went bankrupt and uh, another company took it over. So that's done. But, you know, I had a great, um, great readership and it was in every Sunday. And recently I started doing things for USA Today, which I'm very excited about. Uh, but then, you know, COVID-19 co-opted everything. So right. <laughs> we'll see where that goes. But... Um, you know, that was the idea to continue there. Wow. And, you know, what's fascinating is that um, there's always possibility. You know, for me, I always believe in in crisis, there's opportunity and possibility. So as long as we put out there, I think there's a wonderful saying, what you're looking for is looking for you. So 
I'm looking forward to reading your column in another newspaper because I think more than ever, people want to know what's happening with what their mm-hmm. dreams are all about, especially in heightened energy like we're in right now. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. you know, I've been getting a lot of uh, messages on Instagram at Max Tucci. My guest here tonight is Lauren Lawrence, the author of Private Dreams of Public People. And Lauren, they're asking me, you know, mm-hmm. they're having reoccurring dreams. They're yeah. very vivid. They're confusing is it part of the times that we're just in that we absorb this and then dream it? Yeah, no, I, I call them COVID dreams. And that's mm-hmm. what they are because there are so many uh, similar motifs. You know, when there is um, really chaos, you know, because everyone's life has changed. People have, many are not working and not earning um, a living. And, you know, it's just a very uncertain time. So when stability um, is taken away, then we have loss of control feelings. Mm. And that is not good for the psyche. The psyche does not like that. It likes to work through and uh, make us at ease again. So I see that a lot of people have contacted me with their dreams. One of the major dreams that people are having is that aliens have attacked. Um, now, there's two parts to this. Um, some of them are outside. And they're afraid to go out, which, of course, mm-hmm. we were told not to go out, to shelter in place. Right. Uh, and the other one is they've invaded the house and they're afraid they're going to be killed. So that is the virus is being treated symbolically like an alien. It's, mm-hmm. it's an invader. So it's really an infringement of personal space. That's how I kind of call these dreams. Right. A lot of people are having that. So that's yeah. one class. Yeah. And then uh, there's also loss of work. You know, the loss mm. of control dreams where nothing's working, but a lot of people dream that, let's say they go to work and their boss tells them they're worthless or they're not doing anything good. It's, it's just, mm-hmm. It really is about a fear, you know, of getting back to where they were in life. Yeah. That's well, you know, common. Yeah. it's interesting, too, because I know with a lot of death, too, that people are having dreams of people that they love who have passed. Yes. And, you know, recently I'll share one of my dreams with you. My grandmother mm-hmm. passed. She was my adopted grandmother. So you know, people are like, oh, I thought your grandmother already passed. Who, who know me? But no, she's my adopted grandmother. She, We've known each other since I'm 13. So she's like my real grandmother. But um, And there was a lot of confusion around her death. How did she die? Was she buried? Was she cremated? Um, you know, because this all happened during COVID. So there was a lot of um, unexplained answers as to what happened. Yeah. So my dream recently was that mm-hmm. I kept getting a phone call that she was calling. And so, and, but it was a big glass door and it was like, you know, the, the call button on a door. So it was ringing and I said, who's there? And she said, it's grandma. So I said, Letty, she said, yeah, I'm downstairs. So I went downstairs and the glass door, I saw her, but she was like much younger, much, much younger. And she said, open the door. I want to come in. I said, no, I can't let you in. And then all of a sudden she was like looking around and confused. And then she turned into like this really old, frightening witch. Mm. And the energy in the dream shifted because she wasn't who was originally at the door. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. that was the dream. <laughs> so yeah. guide me, my dream yeah. expert. <laughs> well, um, you know, when you dream of the deceased, one of the major symbols is the telephone. Because it's such, it's the wish to establish communication mm-hmm. with those that have passed. And mm-hmm. of course, the telephone is great because, uh, well, the old ones, particularly over wires, because you don't see the person today. You know, you can see people. But um, 
but that that was a big symbol. So you it was the, it reveals the wish to connect with her, you know, mm-hmm. to communicate with her. And at first she looks much younger. A lot of times when people uh, have love visitations, that's what I call them when it's the, mm-hmm. the deceased, they see them uh, younger for whatever mm-hmm. reason. And um, then the fear element comes in because you are afraid, you know in your mind that you can't let her in because you you might risk her life because mm-hmm. that's what you've heard on TV that you know, you're young, you might be carrying the germ and she's old and therefore... She may have comorbidities and, you know, you don't want her to, uh, to get infected. So when that thought occurs in the unconscious, that's when it becomes fearful and mm-hmm. everything changes because fear changes things. Max. Mm-hmm. Well, you so know, in fact, she, she did pass from this. You know, that's yeah? how she, she did pass from COVID. Oh, so, so there you are. So, yeah. yeah. So there's a fear element there. Right. It was the intensity was super intense and the confusion, mm-hmm. you know, I felt like was was real because we didn't know what was going on. So for me, it was understandable. But I know for people who are listening and they're having dreams like this, I'm sure you just helped them immensely because a lot of dreams of of those who have passed are are happening. But now, Absolutely. isn't it true that our dreams are very narcissistic and they're usually all about ourselves? Absolutely. <laughs> In fact, they, they are immensely creative. It, we're dealing with our own personal history. Our unconscious is much larger than consciousness. It knows everything we've ever known in life. And when we dream, uh, sometimes we play all the parts. You know, we've written it, we've directed it, we're editing it, you know, and sometimes we play everyone in the dream. So it's all us and yeah. different manifestations of us. And, you know, you have to be you have to be mindful of that when you want to interpret the dream. Yeah. And dreams are working through. So they're working through something because when we dream and a lot of people don't know this, but it's really kind of, kind of cool. We are downloading a file. Mm. The unconscious is, is our computer. You know, it's the ROM space really right. memory. And so when we dream, we are downloading a file. So how that important is it has to be opened? Yeah. yeah, and how to important is it for us to to open up a dream journal? Yeah. Do you recommend dream journaling? A hundred percent, because if you don't write down your dream, um, if you knew how many people tell me, oh, of course I'll remember it, and then the next morning they don't remember it because right. they're gone. You know, yeah. dreams tear like tear like paper. You know, they just go away, and we have to really, really write them down at the moment. And I always tell people to lie still you know, on their back, mm-hmm. try to mull over what the dream was telling them. And then the moment they have it to take a pen and pencil, write it down. I yeah. always tell people to keep, you know, to keep a notepad by their, by their bedside. Right. Of course, a lot of celebrities use tape recorders, which is what Andy Warhol used to use. Mm-hmm. And, um, well, often he, also he had someone calling him to wake him. So she would always <laughs> ask him what his dream was. And that's how I got his dream from, wow. I forget her name now, but she was, yeah, she wrote a big book on him. And, and she, he, you know, he would tell her the dream because it was the first person that he spoke to in the morning. Yeah. Well, you know, especially well, now what's going on in New York and all over the world, actually, with the protests, when Martin Luther King said he had a dream, it's in your book. So tell us a little bit about how you were able to get um, Martin Luther King's dream in your book. Oh, yes. Well, um, you know, today I'm very friendly with Niger Innes. And Niger mm-hmm. Innes is the son of Ralph Innes, who is mm-hmm. Martin Luther King's best friend. And um, I, yeah, to tell you the truth, I don't really remember who 
actually told me that dream. I'm sure it's annotated somewhere in the book, um, mm-hmm. but I haven't looked at it. I hate to say, <laughs> you know, it was written in 2002, so I haven't really looked at it in a while. But um, the dream was very uh, prophetic because it was very insightful, and he knew that he was going to die, mm-hmm. um, which is fascinating to me. And he knew that he was not going to go into the promised land, but his people would. Mm. You know, and it was a very, um, very unnarcissistic dream. Yeah. You know, from a person who was far beyond himself. You know, he was really seeing the larger picture and thinking of everyone before him. Yeah. Uh, you know, which is why he was a leader. You know, he was in front and he had all absolutely behind him. And what a great man. Absolutely. Well, Dina, what is everybody listening to tonight here on Max and Friends? LA Talk Radio. This is Max and Friends. I'm your host, Max Tucci. My guest tonight is the one and only dream expert, Lauren Lawrence. You know, Lauren, I'm so excited to get into the show that I totally skipped my mind to actually say, how are you? How are you? (laughs) Uh, Well, I'm good, except that my air conditioning is broken. And that was really not good a couple of days ago. It was like a sauna in my my home. But... um, it's you know I'm trying to get someone to come in, but it's very difficult. Yeah. With, uh, with COVID, it's very very difficult. So hopefully I'll get someone in next week. Cool. Well, but, but you're other well. Than that, I'm okay. Okay. But I'm, good. In, I'm in ground zero though. No, I know. And I'll tell you, I walk up Madison Avenue. Every single store is boarded up. You yeah. cannot believe it. It's so surreal. It's really bizarre. You know, though, I have to tell you, Lauren, and if for all of you tuning in, you can follow Lauren right now at Lauren Daily News on Instagram. You are so chic and stylish, though, with your mask and your dress oh, going to San Ambrose. <laughs> and I'm like, if anyone like that's how you are a socialite during a pandemic. <laughs> Thank you. You're so kind. But, you know, we're going to get some callers because I know that there's people trying to call in and they're eager to sure. find things out. Philippe is one of our callers. We're going to get him on in just a minute. But before we we move on to our callers, um, I know that you have a second book ready to go with all new celebrities. So how did you get those celebrity interviews? Well, uh, it's like the first one. I mean, Mm -hmm. a lot of times I knew the celebrity, so I was able to talk to them directly, which is always phenomenal. You know, Michael Douglas is an old friend of mine. He was my first big, um, you know, um, dramatic dreamer. And uh, in fact, my first column in the Daily News when I did not your dreams, but when I did celebrity dreams was Michael Douglas's dream. I started with him. And um, so I, most of them I got that way. Other than that, you get it through a publicist. You yeah. Know, you go to, you go, you know, you go to SAG and, you know, and you find out their publicist or their lawyers, you know, and, or their agent and you just tell them who you are and, you know, and then if they want to do it, they do it. Well, actually, uh, you know, I worked for John Kennedy Jr., which was really mm-hmm. a blessing. At, at George, George Magazine. Magazine. Yeah. yeah. And I was his political dreams columnist. And, of course, he handed me a sheet of all the different, you know, um, senators and people in Congress that he wanted. So I would call the press secretary and, and then I would... Um, you know, I would tell them that I'm calling on behalf of George, you know, uh, mm-hmm. for John Kennedy, and I wanted the dreams. And, I, you know, he had faith in me. God God rest his soul. Yeah. And he thought that I could do it because most people said there's no way anyone in politics is going to give you a dream. But um, I got them, you know, and it was really 
really amazing. You know, one of the, the first one I think I got was Senator Orrin Hatch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I got Dick Armey, who was the House Majority Leader. And um, it was really funny because I kept getting all Republican dreamers. I could not get one <laughs> Democrat dreamer. So this is a funny story, actually. Um, so he, John called me up. He said, you know, it's terrific what you're doing. And he was, he was very to the center. You know, very, very bipartisan. And uh, he said, but you have to get me a Democrat. I said, I am trying. I said, I, <laughs> they don't call me back. Okay, so what do I do? I said, well, I have to go for Bill Clinton, you know, because he was there. I said, mm-hmm. if I get him, you know, that's like the mother load. If I get him, they'll all come on board. So I call up and I, um, I leave a message. And um, the next day I get a call from Joe Lockhart. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was his press secretary and he said lauren we all know your column he said if you think that i'm going to allow bill even if he wants to <laughs> tell you a dream he said you're crazy and I'll, i will tell you why and this is like so funny uh, it was supposed to be called political dreams which mm-hmm. it was but right on top of it john kennedy put down in bed with so it would like say in bed with orange hatch you know <laughs> so this is during monica Lewinsky. so he said are you kidding me no way so i couldn't get him and i thought oh my god what am i going to do and then i got sent into joe lieberman thank god wow and then of course the tragedy yeah uh, joe yeah joe saved me he was my my only uh democrat dreamer and then of course the tragedy of the uh missing plane and oh my god yeah unbelievable i still can can now it's i can't even think about it yeah. Well, we have a we have a caller right now. Philippe, are you here on Max and Friends? Oh, okay. We'll get him back on. <laughs> but okay. um yeah, so you know, let's um okay. I you know, I love live radio because always when you know, now especially there's always room for you know, for hiccups. <laughs> yeah, of course. Because of course. more than ever are people on their phones and computers and all over mm-hmm. all over the place. But okay, I'm getting a message here from my producer that he's that we're getting the caller on. But so you've been interpreting dreams now for how long? Oh, let's see. I started in two thousand seven at the at the Daily News. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, um no, no, I'm sorry. I started in nineteen ninety seven. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, 23 years. Wow. Uh, and then that, that was the celebrity dreams. Then I left there. Then I worked for John Kennedy in 99. And then it took me several years. I didn't start at the Daily News till 2009, the very beginning of 2009. Yeah. Uh, I came in when Obama came in. <laughs> that's how I remember <laughs> <it>. <laughs> And um, so, yeah, so I worked there almost 10 years. Hello. Wow. As, well, hello, Philippe. Welcome to Max and Friends. How are you? I'm good, Max. How are you doing? I'm wonderful. Thank you. So I know you've been trying to call in and thank you for your patience. I'm sorry <laughs> for that. But welcome to the show. And Lauren Lawrence is here, our dream expert and a wonderful dream decoder. And if you don't have the book, Private Dreams of Public People, go out and buy it. And it's a great gift to give to people. But other than that, Philippe, what is your dream that you would like to talk to Lauren about? Oh, definitely. Hi, Lauren. Hi. All right. My dream Hi, is, um, I think, good. How are you doing? Uh, my dream is very uh, bizarre. Uh, about two weeks ago, I had a, I found myself sitting at a restaurant bar and ordering food, and the waitress who was taking my order kept making uh, kept overcharging me. And uh, anyway, so at the end, she handed she gave me my bill, 
uh, which was $123, but it had a credit of $100 for all those overcharges. And as I was paying, uh, this gentleman walked in and ordered a sandwich for $1.23. I don't know why I have those numbers in my head. Even and I also ordered, <laughs> and I also ordered a bill $1.98. So I would like to know what do these numbers mean? Uh, well, um, if you're thinking of using them for a lottery ticket, I can't, I can't assure you of that. Uh, <laughs> All the um, <laughs> no, the, the main thing in your dream, when you're in a, any kind of restaurant, it, it reveals the need and the wish for emotional nourishment, um, if that makes sense to you. And, of course, the fact that you're being overcharged has to do with money issues and, of course, a lot of people out of work. So, you know, that's... That comes to mind. The numbers, it, it, that's very personal. You know, if they're, if, they're, if they're numbers that mean something to you, then you only you would know. I couldn't really translate that over the phone. Okay, you all make sense. Okay. Great. All right, Philippe. Well, thank you for thank calling you so in. Much. And I hope we, we were able to at least help some part of your dream. Definitely. Thank you, Max. Thank you, Lauren. Great. Have You're a beautiful welcome. night. Thank Wonderful. You. So now we're going to get another caller on. LA Talks Radio, this is Max and Friends. LA Talk Radio, this is Max and Friends. I'm your host, Max Tucci. Welcome to the show. If you want to tweet me or Instagram me, it's at Max Tucci. My guest tonight, Lauren Lawrence, the dreamer, <laughs> the dream decoder, the dream expert. Um, okay, so let's get on the other caller. Let me know, Dina, when they're on. And... You know, Lauren, in your in your dream book, <laughs> Private Dreams of Public People, there are so, from Mario Buwata to Luciano Pavarotti, of all the dreams, Madonna, who was the one that really stood out to you the most, that, that you remember the most? Uh, well, there are a few, but I mean, one of them, just because of the sheer, you know, weightiness of it, it was a prophetic dream, mm -hmm. and it actually predicted the death of Princess Diana. Wow, we're going to come Hello? back to that. We'll come back to that in just a moment. Hello, caller. Welcome to Max and Friends. What's your dream for Lauren Lawrence? Hello, caller. Are you there? Oh, oh yes. Hi. Hi. What is Hi. your dream for Lauren Lawrence? Oh, I had a very weird dream. I have. I had two friends that we worked together. They were much older than me, and one of them passed away maybe ten years ago. And the other friend just recently passed. And I had a dream that she uh, went to heaven. Uh, her, net, her name is Annette. And she met our friend Joyce. And they were so happy to be reunited. They hugged one another because, you know, they were very close friends. And, and then Joyce goes, well, where's Gina? And that's me. And, and Annette says, oh, no, no, not yet. She's still on Earth. Hmm. Yeah. And, and that's where it ended, right? Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, again, it shows, uh, it shows fear, you know, which is what the virus is doing to everyone. And, you know, you, you in your dreams sought out two people who have passed to give yourself some solace that they're around, that this is not the end. When you die, there's a continuance. And so it's reassuring to you. And also you heard them say, no, she's not with us. You know, she's on earth, meaning, you know, you're, you're still alive. And so it's a reinforcement. 
And, you know, basically that should have given you some sense of calm, did it? Did yeah, it, it did. When I woke up yeah. from the dream, mm-hmm. uh, I, I was very calm. And yeah. I just felt, all right, girls, it's not my turn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's good. That was a good dream. And you worked through something. You see, you were working through your, uh, your fear. And uh, yeah. it could have been a fear that wasn't even consciously realized, you know, that, but in the unconscious, that's what was there. So the dream really helped you. So that, that was a good dream. Great. Yeah. Dreaming, Gina. <laughs> oh, right. I do. I do. Okay. Thank you so <laughs> thank much. You. No, thank you for welcome. calling in. Thank you. All right, everyone. The lines are open here at Max and Friends. The number is 323-203-0815. If you have a dream that is on your mind that you remembered, give us a call here and Lauren Lawrence will decode it for you. So we were talking about um, your book, Private Dreams of Public People, Lauren, and you were saying the one dream that really stuck out was the... Pierre Salinger, who was the press secretary of President Kennedy. He was a dear friend of mine. Mm -hmm. And I was after him for a dream for about a year. And he was always flying off to Paris, and he was from Washington, and he was here, and, you know, it was very hard to pin him down. And this particular day, it was um, was 2 in the afternoon, and he called me uh, on August 30th, 1997. Wow. And he said, Lauren, because I had the most bizarre dream. He said, I don't even know what to call it because there was no visual. There was only an audio. So right away, that's, you know, my, I was like paying full attention because it's, when you don't see an image and you hear voices saying something, that's very important. Usually those are always um, prophetic dreams. So he, I said, well, what did you hear them say? And the voice said to him, Pierre, you must be aware that the worst terrorist attack will occur in Paris in August in the last week. And I just got chills. I got chills yeah. again right now. <laughs> and, um, and he was calling me on August 30th at 2 in the afternoon. Now, keep in mind, 2 is 8 o'clock Paris time. Right, okay, right. 8 o'clock at night. Okay. So I said, wow, Pierre, you're really scaring me. And like, I interpreted it two ways, uh, you know, because he's half French. <clears throat> so I did one in a kind of normal way and the other one that it was a, pr- uh, a prophetic dream. And um, I wrote it up, and I had a friend of mine, I'm not going to say who it is right now, and um, I don't know if she's listening, <laughs> but um, uh, she, she wanted to be in my book uh, in the literary dreamers section of Private Dreams of Public People, so she wanted mm-hmm. to see a sample of someone's dream. Mm-hmm. You know, just to see how I interpreted it. Right. I could have sent her Madonna. I could have sent mm-hmm. her anyone, you know, great right. Carter, gay to least, anyone. Okay. But for some reason, I sent her Pierre's dream at four o'clock in the afternoon. And that is, that is 10 o'clock Paris time. Okay. Mm-hmm. She calls me at 4.30, which is 10.30 Paris time, and said, Lauren, that is the scariest dream. I hope nothing terrible happens in Paris. Well, two hours later, 12.30, was when Princess Diana was killed, along with Dodi Fayed, and Dodi Fayed was her nephew. Wow. Yeah, my friend was Sohir Khashoggi. Right. So you can imagine how, I mean, till this day, I, can, I mean, I was the middleman. You know, mm-hmm. Pierre told me the dream, and I gave it straight to her. Right. I'm, still, I'm getting chills right now. I mean, yeah, I still can't explain it. It was so crazy. 
Wow. Well, speaking yeah. of friends, we have one of your friends that's listening right now. So we'll say hi to Robin, who's listening now and just reached out to us on Instagram. Robin okay. Macy one says hi. Oh, hi, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so we're going to take another caller. And yeah, let's take another caller. They'll call in. We're figuring out the lines, Lauren Lawrence. But um, again, everyone, my guest tonight, Lauren Lawrence, the divine Lauren Lawrence. The book is called Private Dreams of Public People. Timeless book. It's really one of the best gifts. Lauren, you know I have it in every house. It's my favorite book. And we had <laughs> we had a great realization, actually, at Le Cirque a long time ago. Yeah. We were sitting next together, and it was Sirio's oh, uh, birthday or some mm-hmm. celebration. And... Um, <laughs> and what it, and we realized that I realized that you were the author of this book and then of course our friendship began that moment <laughs> I, excuse me I indeed remember that very well and I was so pleased that you had liked the book and when I heard you had four houses I said my god <laughs> a book in every house that was incredible and it um, surely is I'm in Colorado now and I have the book in my hand and I keep oh. opening up for some reason to I guess it's Mario Buwata's dream just keeps opening oh, up every time yes. I open the book <laughs> oh I missed him I, all these people yeah. that died you know so so sad he was such a great guy and um, what's so, wonderful is though yeah. that you have this this timeless book of the most inner almost psyche of celebrities you know they've welcomed you into their bedroom and not only in their bedroom but into their mind into their psyche and they've opened up their soul and that's what i love about the book because it shares more than just the the celebrity it shows the the realness and that the core of who people are when we're all the same when we go to sleep <laughs> oh, right very well you've reached five six one two eight nine two one nine seven please leave a message at the tone well hello hi i'm still here okay. <laughs> yeah that we were trying to get the call around and try to call them back but um we weren't able to we will have them call in so the number here again is three two three two zero three zero eight one five Two uh three two three two zero three zero eight one five. Lauren, I haven't had callers in the longest time because <laughs> of stuff like this. <laughs> but um I know. I you know, but when there's a live show, it must go on. And when also there's people trying to call in, you know, I'm grateful that callers are calling in because it really it shows the listenership and and how people are interested in the show. So I, I do it from time to time, but it's been a long time. And for, you know, we'll open it up to you. Please leave a message at the tone. <laughs> All right. So we will get this yeah. figured out in just we a moment. Have an interloper. <laughs> we do have an interloper. But nonetheless, so let's let's talk about, you know, I had mentioned about celebrity dreams, but everybody dreams. Mm-hmm. And oh, I, I have, have another dream, though. Yeah, that I mentioned that was prophetic. It was Paris Hilton. Um, mm-hmm. Paris Hilton had a dream, which is amazing, because she was very young when she had the dream. She had, um, she dreamt that she had, you know, stolen her parents' car uh, when they were sleeping at night. So she was underage. She was about 14, mm-hmm. I think, at the time. And she dreamt that she was riding with her little dog and her sister Nikki in the back. Mm-hmm. And um, she was worried in the dream that she, the police would come. She heard a siren and she thought, oh my God, they're going to catch me driving without a license. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now this was years before this actually happened to her. You remember mm-hmm. years back yeah. in Paris ends up going to jail for driving without a license. 
Um, so this dream was prophetic. Wow. You know, it was warning her, don't do that. And she didn't pay attention to the dream. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah I have to pay attention wow. to Instagram right now because we have another Instagrammer saying hi to you, saying, loving this segment, listening now. I keep getting chills as she describes <laughs> these dreams from Elena. So thank you so much for, for uh, tuning in. Um, Dina, let's try calling back our our dreamer <laughs> and we'll get them on. Um, okay, so she's going to try that. And as Hi. of, well, hello, caller. Who's this? This is Keith. This is Keith. Lauren, say hi to my Keith. <laughs> of course hi, it's Keith. Keith. <laughs> you know, Keith, hi, I don't, I don't hi, see Keith. the numbers popping up here, so I wasn't expecting you to call in. But what is your dream? And welcome to the show and ask Lauren or tell her about your dream. Well, thanks, Lauren. Um, so my dream is usually um, that um, like I'm going up a hill and it's getting steeper and steeper and steeper. And I'm terrified of like, like uh, falling off the other side. <laughs> and it happens like a uh, recurring over and over again. How long have you had this dream for? Is it currently during COVID or is it before COVID? All the time. All the time. All so the it dates back to years. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, yes. dreams repeat when you don't understand what it's trying to tell you. So once you understand, you'll never get it again. Now, you said you're going up something steep, right? And you said you were It's usually like fall. a highway, like a are highway, a bridge you, or something. Okay, but are you worried you'll slip backwards or that you, uh, I'm confused with that? No, not that I'll slip backwards, but that as I approach the pinnacle, I'll just fall off the other side. Oh, you'll fall off the edge. Okay. Yeah. Well, actually, that is showing you a sense of like fear of being on the edge, you know, in terms of life. Um, and the good thing about that dream, though, is that you're driving, correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So you're, you're, you know, your hands are on the wheel, which means you have a, a good sense of control. So it's kind of mixed because the fact that you're driving means you are in control and yet you're afraid that you might go over the edge, you might go too far. So basically, because you do like control, you want to keep control, and that's why you're getting the dream. That's interesting. Yeah, because I I never stop going. I keep on going, um, even though I'm approaching the pinnacle. Yeah, it just shows bravery and courage, but you want to know, you know, you want to... Maybe stupidity. (laughs) But uh, no, anything that comes from the, the, the unconscious is always far superior, in my opinion, <laughs> to things that are in consciousness. It's enormously brilliant, uh, our, uh, our memories, and, you know, it's our computer. Right, great. Right. When we're dreaming, yeah, we're really taking things from our files. So, yeah. but no, that's, uh, you know, the dream repeats, as I said, you, because you have to understand that it has to do with control. And, you know, losing control, pushing forward, worried about, you know, how far can you go before you reach the limit? And you have yeah. to apply I also that to have the, uh, I also have the famous, uh, my teeth are falling out dream. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, you know what? I'm glad you brought that up because <laughs> we're going to talk about that because that's a very common dream. But Keith, we got to wrap up the call. Thank you so much for calling in. And Thanks. everyone, what are you listening to here on LA Talk Radio? <laughs> Hey, Talk Radio. This is Max and Friends. I'm your host, Max Tucci. My guest tonight, author, Private Dreams of Public People, Lauren Lawrence is here. And thank you, Keith, for calling in. But, you know, I was going to ask you that because I had a couple of um, 
messages, DMs on Instagram at Max Succi, <laughs> and people were saying that their teeth fall out, but that they fall out in different areas of their mouth. And what does it mean? Mm. And does well, it mean death? Because <laughs> that's what people no, associate. It mean, no, it doesn't mean death, but that dream has different meanings for everybody, uh, men and women. No, okay. it's a gender specific dream. Oh, really? <laughs> wow. It's, it's one of the only ones. Uh, for women, usually women who have that dream, um, it really, it's the wish to become pregnant and have a baby on one level. Okay, but if that doesn't work for the person, because according to Freud, anything that comes out of the body Uh is the wish to have to, you know, to be pregnant and give birth. Uh, If that doesn't work uh, for the person, then it's the wish to fill a void in your life, that there's some emptiness and that you need to fill the void. That's for women. That's for women. And for for men? men, It's a little more tricky. (laughs) (laughs) There's like... um, it has to do with, you know, like in, in a dentist chair, the pulling of the teeth. It's a kind mm. of sexual, you know, dream. Uh, I'll mm. kind of just leave it there. Okay. <laughs> a lot of men have that dream, and I'm not going to be more specific than that. <laughs> and it, right. But, you know, so here's my question. Why do we dream, Lauren Lawrence? We dream so that we can survive during the day, you know, with some sense of peace because... We're working through things. Dreams are working yeah. through, you know, in the brain. So much happens to us. And, you know, it's not even, it doesn't even have to be directly happening to us. We could be walking down the street and we mm-hmm. could see something that brings back an ancient memory of, a, of some kind of trauma to the system. And mm-hmm. that will stay with us and we'll have to work it out. Or we could be walking in the street and hear someone say something as they're walking by that triggers an incredible memory. Yeah. And so... You know, that's why it's so important to listen to what your dreams are telling you. And um, I, as I mentioned before, you know, there are definitely prophetic dreams, but they're on the rare side. You know, it's really mm-hmm. a rarefied event. Uh, but there are also many predictive dreams and that many people have. And mm-hmm. that is based on kind of like if A happened and B happened, then the likelihood of C to happen is great. You know, so Mm -hmm. those dreams are based on probability only because the unconscious knows everything that we've ever experienced. So it has that data ready, if you will. Yeah. Uh, And so it's able to predict something where, you know, consciously we would not be aware of that. We would not have that specific awareness. So those are the predictive dreams because many of these dreams tell you exactly what's going to happen and they're not prophetic. Right. Definite difference. Uh, Major, the the most common dreams are usually anxiety dreams. And then Mm -hmm. there's wish fulfillment dreams, which are pretty easy to understand. Mm-hmm. You know, people win the lottery, whatever, you know, right. gives them money, they find money in a purse, whatever. You know, those are wish fulfillment. And then right. there's the um, self-affirmation dreams. Mm-hmm. And one of those motifs um, are flying dreams. Yeah. That's when you give yourself an attribute that you don't normally have, which is self-empowerment. That's right. affirmation, self-empowerment. A lot of people have those dreams. Those are great dreams. Those are great dreams. And you know, my dreams are so vivid and they're like technical and they're amazing. I love, I love my night dreams and I love my daydreams. <laughs> Just as equal. <laughs> but you know, I, you know, is there a way um, to create before we go to sleep a mindset to, to dream happy dreams? 
Well, um, that's a very good question. There's a way to kind of ask your unconscious to, like if you if you want to know the answer to something or which way, which direction to go, mm-hmm. you can kind of voice it at night out loud to, to yourself. Intentions, you know, yeah. Yeah, you can just say, give me a dream. You're really talking directly to your unconscious. Give me a dream that explains this. You know, I'm worrying over this. Focus on this and tell me what to do. You can do that. A lot of people do that and have great success with it. Wow. Um, Intentions. It's all intentions, right? When you say, I'm sorry? It's all intentions, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. But when you say happy, the point is a dream, uh, if if you're happy, a lot of times you don't, you don't need to, you know, you don't need your dreams because right. you know you're happy. The, the 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 dream is working to make you happy by by working through what is what is not happy. Yeah. So basically, I always say the worst dreams are the best dreams. Yeah. Those are the ones we really need to have. A lot of people say, oh, "Are you kidding me? Nightmares?" But it is <laughs> it is <laughs> they are so good because they are. Um, they are helping you uh, dissolve mm. what's bothering you. Yeah. They're diffusing it. That's well, very important. I'll tell you one thing that's bothering me, and it's it, it bothering me, and it's that time is diffusing right now. <laughs> the illusion of time, <laughs> and we're gonna have to wrap this show up, Lauren. It's been mm-hmm. it's been that time. We've spent <laughs> our time together. But um, I adore you for being here. And, you know, thank you because I know people are really going through so many things right now between pandemics and between Mm. um, protests and rioting and everything that's happening. So intentions, people. Yeah. Yeah, But before we go to bed, put out the intentions of, you know, really having dreams that that your dreams that speak to you. Lauren, before I let you go, what do you want people to take with them into this week? They should all try to stay calm and and think peaceful thoughts and pray uh, for goodness to happen in the world. And, um, you know, it's always good to be positive. It's always good to stay positive. Yeah. And um, I just wish that, you know, everybody would keep in mind, you know, um, the the willfulness uh, to be, to try to strive to be as, as best as you can. and. Yeah. To be positive, always, and to be kind. Yeah. People should be kind. Be kind. Well, I echo that. I echo that. And I thank you so much for being here, Lauren Lawrence. You can find her on Instagram at Lauren Daily News. The book, again, Private Dreams of Public People. Get a Find a copy and, and gift it and, and have one for yourself and love the book as much as I do. What I want everyone to take with them to this week is that we really are the creators of our reality. And if we can see it in our mind, we can hold it in our hand. If we could dream it at night and if we could daydream it during the day, we can make it happen. Never stop dreaming, never stop daydreaming. And whatever you do in this week, dream big and see yourself in the position you wanna be. You have the ability to create your own reality. And in the words of Martin Luther King, I want him to take out the rest of this song, of this show tonight here on Max and Friends on LA Talk Radio. I'm your host, Max Tucci for Max and Friends. And right now, the man who we should all be listening to right now had a dream. We face the difficulties of today and tomorrow. I still have a dream. It is a dream deeply rooted in the American dream. I have a dream that one day 
this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. that one day on the red hills of Georgia, the sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners will be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood. I have a dream. LA Talk Radio, this is Max and Friends. I'm your host, Max Tucci. Good night and good karma, and I hope you have pleasant dreams. Until next time, take life to the max. Good night.